To submit your wild secrets, send them to us through the link in the description. Oh, here we are. Mm. Another one of these bad boys. After your wild secrets, uh, like Betty Boy said there, you can submit them through the link in the show notes there. Um, and we're celebrating Valentine's Day. It is just around the corner, and uh, we're after your wild secrets. They don't necessarily need to be in the bedroom, but no. they can be. Um, and uh, massive thanks to Wild Secrets as well. Uh, they do ship uh, worldwide as well, wildsecrets.co.nz. Anybody that gets their uh, Wild Secret read out on the podcast will get a $200 Wild Secrets voucher. And sex toys are your wingman in the bedroom, and uh, I don't think anybody's taking an actual wingman on a Valentine's date, so why don't you take a uh, your wingman in the bedroom <laughs> on your Valentine's date? <laughs> Might be able to work in a uh, Who's a wing- that guy watching from over there? Yeah. Yeah. He's my wingman. Doesn't yeah. need to be in here. Yeah. You film it for posterity. Um, and plenty of toys for the boys as well. So get amongst. Away from Mother City, Cape Town, Fellas and Fellets. Away means hello. I like. I think I think it means, or yay, or something like that. I think if you go, away, it's like, can I go home early today? And you're like, yeah, you can. You away. Sick. May have fucked that up. Apologies if I have. Anywho, expat Kiwi here wondering when you guys will be over to tour Africa. Maybe you can follow the ABs on their tour in South Africa later this year, just putting it out there. I would love to. I would literally love to. And we actually have, uh, we spoke about this on the podcast before uh, quite some time ago. On our bucket list slash fuck it list, you've got to do it before you die, was Giraffe Manor in Kenya. And they and mm. someone got in touch and was like, Hey, we'd love to. Uh, we'd love to host you guys if you were to make it over here. So yes, it is definitely something I would like to. I don't want. It's not one of those ones you can just go and turn up and be there for a week. I reckon you've got to go put a couple of months in there. Do you know, Big old place. Do you know what I'm figuring out? Is my day job gets in the way of heaps of shit. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, Fucking ball and chain, but with a little little pop sock over the end of it, you know? Well, I love it to bits, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, we can do all that stuff probably when we're retired. Yeah. Nah, we'll get, we need to get overseas. We really want to take the podcast overseas at some point. Yes. Uh, it says, I've been sitting on this story for a while now, wondering if the fellow snipers need to hear this yarn. It's a fucking hectic yarn, and glad it didn't happen to me, but your call for Valentine's stories made me decide to send it on in. Yeah, it's boy. a bit of a David Longy. Has nothing to do with Valentine's Day, although there is love involved, I guess. Names will be changed and little towns not mentioned for obvious reasons, as you will discover later. In the late 2000s, I was on my OE in the US and Canada, drinking piss, banging birds, (laughs) snowboarding and playing rugby when the weather allowed. I ended up finding a decent job in a town of roughly 80,000 people in British Columbia. BC, as it's otherwise known, eh? I joined the rugby club and was soon immersed in the club, making lifelong mates and getting to see all the parts of the province and even parts of the states where we played. So basically, it's right on the border of the state. So when you're heading, when we went to Sun Peaks, which is in BC, you fucking drive along basically opposite the American border. The They've got a hard yeah. out wall at that end? <laughs> Fuck all, mate. Nothing. It's got a fence. Yeah, most, most of the time the guy that we were with, was the, you just wave at the guy because he's your mate you went to school with who's man in the Canadian side and he's mates with the American dude and they just fucking shuck a bra and win you back and, you know, it's a bit mellow. Okay. Definitely not like the, the bottom part of the States. Yeah. Anywho, uh, I joined the rugby club. We're soon missing the club, blah, 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 blah. This involved a four to five hour bus trip uh, or pub crawls, if you will, on the regular. 
Now, being immersed in the club, I made some really great mates during that time, so much so I got invited to, let's call them old mates, bachelor party, organised by a few of the rugby lads, a strapping 32-year-old prop with a heart of gold. A group of about 10 of us sat about and hatched a plan where we would steal him away for a weekend in Vancouver. He and his best man, who was our tight head and hooker, um, had grown up together and knew each other's families for close to 25 years at that time. Our old mate was the oldest of four in the family, and this is important. We left after a quick breakfast at the old <laughs> the old Timmy's on Friday. Timmy Hortons. <laughs> Sorry, side note. Tim Hortons, fucking great wee establishment. Slack. What sort of food is it? What is it? It's kind of like, um, it's like a Canadian version of Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but cheaper. Cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they do delicious, delicious food there. Uh, <laughs> breakfast at the old Timmy's on Friday morning for a four-hour drive to Vancouver, stopping at various points along the way to indulge in an old odd beverage and groom challenge and got into Vancouver in the late afternoon. We checked into our hotel rooms for the weekend, dropped our shit and headed into the city for a warm-up to the main game on Saturday. Bars were frequented. Beers were consumed, more challenges were completed, and a strip club was visited. (laughs) A great night, full of great stories, great banter, and jovial celebrations of our soon-to-be-wedded mate. As we rose on Saturday, heads slightly hazy, we were picked up for our first adventure. A morning of mountain biking up at Whistler. What could go wrong? Fuck that. (laughs) That'd be a little bit dusty. There's nothing. If, yeah, Ooh, I can't suppose. wait to get him a bike this morning after the you know the, the warm up to the stag do. Yeah, there's nothing more brutal than somebody going radio boys up. You hop, pack your shit. We're on a seven hour hike to a fucking dock hut to go and smash more piss. You're like, just fuck how much for a helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> I've got no money. I jerk him off with my bum hole to make it happen. <laughs> well, as it soon turned out, not too much. Upon arrival, we were briefed on safety in inverted commas. Disclaimers were filled out, and we were duly informed that a grizzly bear had been spotted on the trails the day before and to not ride alone. That's a big fuck that from me. (laughs) Fair enough, I thought, and as it was my first time, I decided to follow said instructions. I had an absolute blast, as did most of the group, but within an hour left, uh, with with about an hour left before we were to be picked up, things started to take a turn. Our best man, let's call him Daniel, because that could be his fucking name, (laughs) yelled out, Bear! And another one of the group came off his bike and tried to do his best Sonny Bill Williams shoulder charge to fell a rather innocent Canadian spruce minding its own business. (laughs) So, Hang on, what's going on? They yelled out Bear, which is what you yell when you see a bear, so that everyone knows where the fucking bear is, you generally pointed out. Yeah. And one of the other lads jumped off and just went fucking charging into a big tree and tried to sh- fucking put a hit on it like Sonny Bill and oh. would have crumpled himself, no doubt. Okay. There was no bear. This was for obvious reasons, and this, for obvious reasons, didn't end well, and he needed medical attention. <laughs> the bloke that ran into the tree. Yeah. A suspected broken collarbone meant a trip to A&E was needed. <laughs> the best man, being the instigator, offered his services to accompany him to the hospital, and they would meet up with us later back in the city. This seemingly great never-leave-a-person-behind gesture was a catalyst for what was to happen next. (laughs) We arrived back to our hotel to shit, shower, and refuel before heading out for the evening. Whilst our bachelor was in the shower, one of the party disclosed that he had duly booked a private dance for him to set off his night in style. 
What a fucking champ was the consensus. And then another plan was quickly hatched. She was to meet us in the hotel lobby bar at about 3.30pm where she would be taken up to his room. Said dance would occur in private. Why don't we time to a chair, put a bag over his head was the suggestion which received raucous approval. (laughs) After a feed and a couple of drinks down in the lobby, the clock ticked over to 3 o'clock and he was told a special surprise had been arranged for him and he had to be taken back to his room. Four of us escorted him back, sat him on a chair, and somewhat surprisingly he allowed us to strip him down to his jocks, tie him down with a combo of belts and pulled out shorts, ties, fuck. With a look of glee that only a man knowing what surprise was coming his way could muster, a brown paper bag was lowered over his head. Oh my, what a surprise it would be. He was told under no circumstances that the bag was to be taken off, and that if he did, his surprise would not happen. With that being said, we fucked off back down to the bar to wait for Dakota to arrive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Place name or spice is generally key for a ripper. <laughs> Put your hands together for cinnamon. <laughs> Star Anise is back. <laughs> G'day, Basil. <laughs> Not to everybody's liking, but I'm sure it'll be yours, Coriander. <laughs> Five spice. Yeah. <laughs> After 15 minutes or so she arrived Duffel bag slung over her shoulder She was waved over and proceeded to greet us all Very fit, very sexy young lass Not more than 5'2 With brunette hair down to her ass She duly asked who was the bachelor To which she was told In his room tied to a chair Her eyes lit up His key was handed over A picture was taken with the group And off she strode Confidence streaming from every ounce of her body Sexy as hell Even though she was in tights and an oversized jersey We had line of sight to the lifts From our position And once she entered And those doors closed High fives were exchanged At the epicness that we had just created And another round of drinks was ordered While we waited for the events to unfold A couple of things going on in my head right now Yeah, I'm like Is she going to get the wrong room? Uh or, or like, is she? Hey, um, I reckon, without without knowing, without having read to the bottom of this, I reckon that there is a fucking close familial connection, as in like a sibling, cousin, or partner of a fucking one of them. Anywho, oh, I shall read on. Yeah, okay, here we go. I guess it's about 15 minutes after those doors closed that they opened again, revealing a scantily clad cowgirl in hot pants and a bikini looking very much like the brunette that had not so long confidently entered the elevator. Duffel bag over the shoulder, she stormed over through the key at us and bolted out the front entrance. Fuck, that was weird. Did you pay her already? Was asked. Only a deposit was answered. That was enough of an answer to get us all up out of our chairs and up to the room in record time. He was still sat in the chair, tied down, unable to get free. The brown paper, however, was off, and a sullen and sad look was on his face. He put his head in his hands when he uh, could, and when asked what the fuck happened, his reply was, don't worry, you don't want to know. Fuck, I I beg to differ. Fucking tell us. It sounds like it happened super fast. He said, it's fine, I don't want to talk about it. He got dressed and proceeded to inform us that he had needed a drink to forget about what had just transpired. Back down to the lobby to wait for the best man, Dan, and our wounded warrior who were already en route to return. Not even ten minutes later, our juror returned to the fold and upon seeing a very mellow table of lads sipping away quietly, talking to one another, Dan asked what the fuck was going on. 
I don't want to talk about it, was the reply from our bachelor. They were told of the events that had unfolded with a sh- and with a shrug of the shoulders, he was told to perk the fuck up and we headed out into the city. <laughs> 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 Granted, our bachelor did perk up, although he wasn't his usual self. The incident was uh, forgotten and a fun night was had by all until we returned to the hotel where the subject of the incident came up again. Our bachelor had retired to his room at the stage and the photo that was taken earlier of the group and Dakota was shown to the best man. And I fucking kid you not, he could have sucked all of the oxygen out of the room and his eyes nearly popped out of his fucking head. That's his sister, was his gasp. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Turns out... (laughs) (laughs) Turns out, as our bachelor and best man knew, she was 11 years younger than him and had moved to Vancouver two years earlier to study. But little did they know, however, that she was working as a stripper to make extra money on the side. Had the best man arrived back an hour earlier, all of this wouldn't have occurred as he would have seen her at the table beforehand. As the weeks went by, more details emerged as more information was garnered over the best man. He relayed that there was grinding, there was a feeling of... (laughs) There was a feeling of his man parts. There were boobs on bare chest, body licking, and the kicker being a motorboat where she removed the paper bag. That is when obviously (laughs) shit hit the fucking fan and where eyes met and faces recognised. She whipped up her stuff and was out the door and what he said was less than 30 seconds under no uncertain terms were we to tell him where where we had gotten the info from, although this would have been obvious as fuck as he also chirped back to the pub sledge. At least I didn't motorboat my sister. <laughs> Not long afterwards, which was met with side-splitting laughter. Oh, fuck. All's well that ends well, though, I guess. You know, the two did. Uh, the two in question did talk about the incident a few months down the line, and agreements were made to forgive and forget. The wedding went off without a hitch, with all four siblings attending, the wife and the rest of the family none the wiser. Apologies for the longie, but I think it's a goodie. Loving the podcast, cheer the boys up the fucking wires from Anonymous. Wow. Doesn't that? Sweet is. <laughs> I've motivated my sister. Doesn't that? Sweet is. Oh, my gosh. That's right up there. That's one of the all-time greats. That is... Oh. That's Rattleby. That's the sort of wild (sighs) secrets we're after, guys. I don't know. Yeah, red hot crack. So I guess for this one as well... um, I'm just wondering, like, how... Fuck that. You know, it's because she was younger... That none of the other mates or rugby team members, and she'd only just moved. There's a whole bunch of stuff at play. There's a fucking really unlucky bunch of events that had to unfold and not be. Oh my gosh! Pretty classic that she, she fucking touched up her own brother, fondled his dick and balls. The whole thing's pretty classic. Just devastating. The more just, the more you fucking marinate in that, the worse it gets. Nah, I'm, I'm trying not to. Imagine nah, me. Nah. <laughs> Don't need to. 
No, no, we're all good here. No, no, that's fine, guys. Uh, bloody good. Hey, uh, get us your wild secrets. <laughs> Says, um, hell. Uh, and the, the, we want ones that you've never told anybody else. Obviously, there's. Well, a few I can't people. imagine there's too many people that know that story. No, nah, there'd be the people on the stag end. That would be it, surely. Um, send them through. Use the link in the show notes. Uh, congratulations, anonymous. Uh, a friend that was living in BC or still is in BC. Two hundred dollar wild secrets voucher is headed your way because it is bloody wild. That is wild. Uh, remember, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Fourteenth of February. Uh, go wild with wild secrets. Thank you very much. There'll be another one of those real suits, especially if they keep being like that. To submit your wild secrets, send them to us through the link in the description.